This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, December 17th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. Former U.S. Senator Chuck Hagel is among a few front runners for the Secretary of Defense post. Chris Preble, Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, argues that Hagel would be an excellent choice. We spoke today. Chuck Hagel, uh, it's often said that he was an opponent of the Iraq War. He eventually was an opponent of the Iraq War. The speech he gave on the the Iraq War resolution could have just as easily uh, supported a no vote. He actually did vote in favor. But within the course of a couple of years, you really saw his views on Iraq evolve pretty dramatically. And by the time uh, 2006, 2007 rolled around, he'd become one of the most vocal Republican critics of the war. Um, And I think that's where he really started to catch our attention. Uh, But the fact is it goes much deeper than that. His conservative, his his kind of uh, uh, pro-freedom voting credentials are really quite good. He's quite good on trade. He was uh, he was quite good on on government regulations and taxes and things like that. It was it's it's all rather ironic that um, what it takes for you to be labeled a Republican in name only is to be opposed to the Republican orthodoxy on foreign policy. But, you know, it's we've come a long way just in the time that I've been here. And now uh, the kinds of positions that he was advocating uh, almost by himself are, are now uh, increasingly uh, popular in the Republican Party, even in the Republican caucus in the, in the Congress. So I think if anything, people look back on his um, his caution, his pragmatism, uh, and uh, they, they see, uh, you know, some real prudence, frankly, just a wise uh, approach to foreign policy, which is generally uh, less interventionist than Washington as a whole. I, I won't call him a non-interventionist. That's not true. Um, but he has, I think, uh, a healthy skepticism about sending U.S. troops into, as I like to say, Quixotic, uh, quixotic nation-building enterprises. He uh, raises a lot of important questions before uh, the, the troops are committed. And I think would be if he becomes Secretary of Defense. I think he would be very much in the mold of a uh, Colin Powell at State, or before that, Casper Weinberger, Reagan's Secretary of Defense, who, of course, famously with Colin Powell, articulated a set of principles uh, that was intended to limit. Uh, the ability of the president and Congress to send U.S. troops into uh, missions abroad that did not advance a U.S. national security interest, did not have the support of the American people, and did not um, have a clear, uh, clearly articulated and achievable military strategy that could then – and then an exit strategy. Those are, the, to me, the key criteria. Uh, those are my key criteria for foreign policy, uh, especially for military intervention. And I think that increasingly that's where you see the American public is uh, after the, you know, 10 plus years of wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, the American people are understandably less enthusiastic about uh, foreign interventions. Scott McConnell, uh, writing at the American Conservative, says that uh, Hegel is essentially an Eisenhower Republican, a, a branch of Republican that has essentially disappeared within the party. And even in an Obama administration, uh, having a Chuck Hagel as Secretary of Defense gives Republicans an opportunity to rebrand themselves away from the uh, Bush crystal sort of neocon brand. Sure, absolutely. I think that Hagel has very uh, explicitly uh, uh, tried to connect himself to Eisenhower's vision on on defense and foreign policy issues. Um, he 
There's a, there's a long interview that's at the Council on Foreign Relations website, which was actually for an HBO series. It talks a lot about the military-industrial complex, his understanding about the influence that uh, defense uh, contractors, defense jobs can have on members of Congress voting for or against. Most of them are, are reluctant to vote against military spending because they see it as benefiting their constituents, even if uh, in the aggregate it does not. Um, and I think there is that kind of Midwestern sensibility, to, to oversimplify, uh, that really uh, – there, there are a lot of commonalities, it seems to me, between Hegel and Eisenhower. Hegel's book uh, talks a little bit about his views on foreign policy, invokes Eisenhower's name, um, and he um, – you know, as I said last week, uh, Hegel likes Ike, so what's not to like uh, of Hegel? And I think that it is, it is a, a point of view which has started uh, the, the notion of Eisenhower and kind of re rediscovering Eisenhower republicanism as distinct from the neoconservative brand. Understandably, the neoconservatives have been uh, very uh, – have really tried to write Dwight Eisenhower out of the history of the Republican Party, and they, they've tried very hard, and ultimately they've failed. Were candidate Obama president, Chuck Hagel seems like a fairly natural fit, given the, the way that candidate Obama talked about uh, engagement with the world and what the United States' role is. Of course, President Obama's first term was not what a lot of what candidate Obama said, but in a second term, uh, the fact that Chuck Hagel uh, is a front runner for this job? Does it say other things about how uh, the United States will engage with the rest of the world? Well, I certainly hope so. I mean, you're right, Caleb, that that when President Obama was elected the first time, uh, I was deeply disappointed by his choice of Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State. I think it signaled uh, a comfort, a level of comfort with the status quo, which frankly uh, was not why he got elected. He got elected in large measure because of his opposition to the war in Iraq. Uh, and and also his rejection of the conventional wisdom. Uh, maybe now, given you know, after four years and after the the bruising fight that uh, President Obama had with the military over the troop surge in Afghanistan, uh, after frankly a, a rather mixed uh, record uh, in terms of intervention in Libya and being pressed to do so in Syria and elsewhere. Uh, perhaps this reaching out to someone like Chuck Hagel and also John Kerry at state uh, signals a, a willingness to to listen to the American people who are truly, like I said, quite uh, tired of these of these foreign entanglements. And I think both uh, Hagel and Kerry reflect that uh, prudence and, and wisdom on military spending specifically. What 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 would we expect from uh, Defense Secretary Hagel? I, I think that he would be more like Bob Gates and less like Leon Panetta. Uh, Secretary Panetta's position, it seems, throughout this entire discussion over defense spending has really been uh, all about getting Republicans to agree to higher taxes to fund uh, military spending at its current level. Panetta has not been ex uh, nearly as interested as I think Bob Gates was in wringing out some of the inefficiencies in the Defense, Defense Department. Now, uh, Secretary Panetta can say, well, I, I, there weren't nearly as many efficiencies to find because G Gates found them for me. Of course, we believe that you could save much more if you revisited the strategy, which we have not yet done. Uh, but just in general, I didn't, I didn't sense in Leon Panetta a great 
interest in uh, looking at, at, at further cuts. I think Hagel will be more open-minded to those kinds of things. He has been quite outspoken. The Pentagon is not a jobs program. It should not be seen as a jobs program. That's something that Panetta never said. Um, and so I think that we could, at a, at a minimum, we would see the kind of Bob Gates, uh, the occasional flashes of Bob Gates who would say, you know, if the United States cannot defend itself on $500 billion a year, then we have a serious problem on our hands. Uh, I think Hegel would at least go that far and hopefully a little bit farther. Going back to this uh, Eisenhower brand of Republican, it is often pointed out, you've pointed it out, uh, Hegel is a veteran, a Vietnam veteran. What relevance is that? Well, of course, so is John McCain. So I, I think that the experience, and so is John Kerry, the experiences that you take away from any conflict, and we have, of course, an, uh, an entire cadre of, of Iraq and Afghanistan war veterans now in Congress. Um, I think it's different for every person. Hegel has spoken quite uh, eloquently and very personally about he and his brother both went to Vietnam. His brother turned against that war very early. And Hegel admits that he was a supporter of the war, believed that it was the right thing to do long after he came out of there. And he has said how over time his views have evolved much closer to, his, to that of his brother. Um, I think in the particular case of Chuck Hagel, the lessons that he took away from Vietnam were very similar to those of John Kerry, but also very similar to Colin Powell, that the mission of the United States military in a particular foreign entanglement must be clearly defined. The interests that are being advanced by that mission must be understood, and the American people must support the mission. Uh, and, and if none of those things are the case, or if you can only sustain public support, by mischaracterizing the nature of the conflict, which is what really happened in Vietnam and, and are arguably also in Iraq and Afghanistan. If you cannot convince the American people to support the mission honestly, uh, then it's not a mission worth fighting. Chris Preble is Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.